You are listening to Booch News with Ian Griffin, a podcast all about kombucha. So I'm delighted to be on the phone today with Lucas um, Montanari from Brazil, who is a major figure in the kombucha world uh, down there. How are you doing, Lucas? Hi, Ian. Hi, everyone. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm good. So happy to be with this kombucha legend, Ian Griffin. <laughs> and let's talk. Yeah, well, I wouldn't say I'm the legend because I just sit in my office writing about it. <laughs> You're actually in there in Brazil uh, with many different uh, initiatives that we can talk about from uh, classes and online festival courses. But before we get into that, you are actually the first person I've spoken to uh, in Brazil involved with kombucha, and it's always struck me uh, since I started listing the kombucha companies around the world in the Booch News Worldwide Directory, there seems to be an awful lot. I mean, the U.S. has over 500 brewers, but this is a big country. It's where kombucha with GT Day kind of started mm-hmm. many years ago. But Brazil, in my count, has over 250 companies. Maybe some are small and haven't gone out of, have gone out of business. Maybe some of them. Have, why is Brazil such a um, a popular uh, destination for kombucha brewing, and what can you say about that? <laughs> That's a question that I make myself like every day. Uh, yeah. Also in kombucha, also in kombucha stomach, that we are speakers. Uh, my my speak there was about the kombucha boom here in Brazil, and I made some researches here. And um, in my classes, like I give kombucha classes. Uh, more than five years, and in the beginning, like five years ago, no one, none of the students that come to learn how to make kombucha have ever, have never tasted kombucha. And um, something like two years ago, almost 100% already tasted and already, um, already make kombucha at home and just want to to get better. So it was a, a, was really fast here to grow two years ago from now. Um, Sorry about my English, hey guys. I just <laughs> no, that's okay. I, 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 it's much, it's much better than my Portuguese. Although I, I, I did find out an awful lot by uh, Google Translate works very well. So I was able to read the, the background of, of what you do. But, but it's just to ask a little more though, is Brazil? I mean, you know, the other Latin American countries, you know, Argentina and Central America, uh-huh. Mexico don't have as, as many people, it seems. Is Brazil particularly health conscious? Is there a lot of vegetarians? I mean, I think of Brazil, I think of, you know, steak. <laughs> There's Brazilian steakhouses, uh-huh. and, uh, and yet uh, here we have uh, a lot of interest in kombucha. Is, is it, uh, what would you say was some of the reasons for that interest? That we have the Amazon, and the people look for the sustainability and started to grow a lot of vegan movement. And also the fermented foods that uh, with the vegan movement and uh, kombucha, the healthy foods lifestyle. Like we 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 have a lot of um, of this American North American lifestyle. And we started with um, fresh foods and sodas. And the people here are a lot of people here are overweight, obese. And we started to to get this new culture as well, the the healthy new culture, like the raw foods, you know, tempeh, uh, vegan options everywhere. This 
in California, in a lot of of states in in, in America, is so so common now, and we're starting to get these new culture culture as well. So uh, I think kombucha gets into that, and people here, a lot of people, sure eat meat and steaks, and we have we have this culture here as well, but we have a big big sustainability movement here that's grow, that grows every day and people looking for this kind of food and drinks. Okay, so it's almost a reaction to the maybe older style traditional Brazilian, uh, you know, meat eating. And, and like you say, people are very aware of the devastation of the rainforest. And, and so it seems you're saying it's mostly people who are aware of that maybe uh, want a healthier lifestyle, which is, which is, of course, kombucha is becoming accepted around the world for that. So are there any other culturally specific reasons kombucha has become accepted so much in Brazil? The sports culture here in Brazil is, is very strong. You know that we have a lot of Olympic champions and soccer and mm. surf, world champions, and sports race, uh, sports and car race, and we, we, we are famous, kind of famous in Brazil because of these world champions and this uh, sports culture here is very strong and I think kombucha is very linked with this, with this culture, you know, in, the, in sports events and musical mm-hmm. events as well. We have a lot of shows here, people love uh, music festivals. Also, we have a lot of kombucha and, and markets growing on these areas, you know, on sports and and musical events, and that's one of the things that I I thought I think that is um, the, one of the motivators that is growing the kombucha market here as well. And so, so your background is kind of interesting. Uh, again, thanks to Google Translate, I was able to find out that you first discovered kombucha in Australia, and then yeah. um, tell me about that story and what happened when you brought when you came back to your home in Brazil. Yeah, um, I moved to to live in Australia, and it was like six years ago or six or seven years ago. Working in a in a music festival and few vegan restaurants, and I got a hippie guy there to, who showed me how to make kombucha. He he, he makes kombucha in in his own van. He the guy who lived it in a van. It was all dirty van with a lot of clothes everywhere and a lot of kombuchas and nice kombucha so it, I didn't like I was not afraid to make kombucha by home on my lab and um, I got in love with kombucha and when I get back to Brazil like I was seeking uh, made a crazy seek to have my own Scooby and start to make it and I, I got my my first Scooby and uh, here in Brazil like in my research in 2017 I think only Tao kombucha has was producing like um, commercial, but uh, was kombucha clubs it was not like you can buy in the internet and getting home. So it was 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 a very um, invisible thing kombucha here. Like no one's don't even know what was it. And um, and I start to make and start to to reproduce and make more and more kombucha and start to. I already give uh, raw food classes and I started to make kombucha classes and starts to grow a lot and I have like even each two or three months I, I make a kombucha class on five years, six years ago and we got like 60 
50 to 60 people in class that, that like I told, like that they never drink at kombucha before. And kombucha is a thing that you do and grows a new Scooby and, and another one and another one, or, or you expand your production or you give to friends and spread this culture. And so it's a non-stoppable thing. It like grows every day, everywhere, and the more you spread, the more you sow this culture, more it grows, and, and that's why we have it now here. Right, and, and now you've got the... Uh, of course, it, you have a number of activities uh, all listed on your website, and I, I don't speak Portuguese at all. In, in, it looks like it's pronounced as fermenta com sciencia, which is fermenting with yeah. science in, in English, right? Yeah. Uh, how, how do you pronounce it properly? <laughs> uh, it's fermenta com ciencia. That conscience is with science, but it's also the conscience. So ah, okay. It's like a play on words. Yeah, yeah. play on words. Okay, and, and that was, yeah. when did you launch, when did you sort of go into that level uh, after, you, after you taught the first class six years ago? Was this when you founded that, that part of the uh, venture? We started 10 years ago with raw food, so uh, sprouts and, and raw vegan foods in general. Then I started to, make, to uh, teach the fermented, fermented vegetables, uh, kimchi, sauerkraut. And then in 2016, we started with kombucha, or 2017, something like this. And then we focused on fermented. What in the past was conscientious saúde, and now we focus in, in, on fermented foods and, and beverages. And 90% is kombucha. Now we still work with kefir and vegan cheese and other fermented things, but kombucha now is almost. 90% of our classes because we started to to see these this movement of the people uh, wanting to sell kombucha that's different from any other fermented vegetable or food or beverage that I saw before and we focused on artisanal kombucha the people who want to make home and the professional commercial classes that I think is one of the, the first ones here and I, I don't see like much more people teaching how to do like commercial way, but we have now growing here. And I have more than, of these professional ones, this commercial kombucha, I have more than 700 students in a group that uh, exchange um, uh, the study every day, this, this market and change contacts. And um, it's, a, it's a very nice group here, just of my students. So maybe we got more than 500, 600 brands here, but like uh, seriously, that people who already are paying taxes and gets everything legal, maybe more than 200, 250, maybe almost 300 brands. Yeah. Yeah, so I did see where you're, um, of course, with the pandemic, it sounds like now, these courses and the other things we can talk about, like the summit, are, are virtual, they're online. But oh, you yeah. did say there that what you're teaching, and I think it's kind of unique, is the, the advanced commercial production scaling up. Because, you know, somebody like myself, I, I started home brewing 10 years ago, but I, I was also working full time in computer Silicon Valley, and, you know, I'm now retired. So I didn't 
I, maybe if I was 20 years younger, I would have started a company and enjoyed producing it commercially. But what you're saying is you, you take people who maybe have homebrewed for a while and you teach all those skills that are needed to make a kombucha at scale and to market it and to become successful. Can you talk a little bit about you know, the content of that course? And you said 500, sure. 100 students. Um, what are some Man. of the things that you really focus on? Uh, in the past, was was physically was presential, and I I have traveled for a few cities to give this course. And with the pandemic situation, our online courses grows a lot more. And last week we have a uh, uh, 70 students in the class, like a live course that I make with this content that I teach, like how to grow up the scale, how to to. Um, to, to do a best flavoring, like commercial flavoring, because here in Brazil, the people like sweet kombuchas. It's very different. Like people love, love more like uh, grape kombucha, pineapple kombucha, and, you know, sweet kombucha that makes a lot of alcohol and and also um, short shelf life. So that's the biggest problem here, and maybe in other countries too. But people here like like very sweet kombucha. So my one of the main things is like how to make a good kombucha without put a lot of sugar and 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 flavor with a lot of fruits and things that you're gonna you're gonna lose shelf life and uh, and grow too much uh, the alcohol content and also like the different kinds of bottles here we don't have a specific kombucha bottle here we have to use the juice ones the soda ones the beer ones and which equipment i i need to to have to to start my factory so you know and a lot of, uh, of things like okay i have my bottle and how how do i fill up this bottle how do i put the cap on and which kind of equipment that i i can buy like from the the most manual and cheap ones to the most advanced and automatic ones. So this is the content. Right? We have four hours, four and five hours, maybe more, of this content. And the people right, get into right. the group up, and, and keeps the and, – and, and the course continues with these exchanges of the students. Right, and you know, in the in the listing I've done, which I've only, I've only found these people because they look at Instagram and I look at their websites, and then I I, I list them in my worldwide directory. And I, I must confess, I don't know the geography too well. You know, in the U.S., I know because I've lived here, even though I grew up in England, I've lived here for 40 years. So, California, New York, Minnesota, I know that you've got over about 18 regions in Brazil. Uh, Mato Grosso and Para and so on, and of course around Rio de Janeiro. And I guess what I'm asking is, um, is regionally, is it, is, it, is it common for people in a region, kombucha brewers, to share information, or is it very competitive and people like to keep their secrets? I mean, you, you obviously are teaching very universal uh, to many different companies. How, how do, I'm asking maybe how does the community of commercial brewers uh, feel to you in Brazil? Look, a lot of people in the beginning, like our old, old producers, didn't like it me so much because I'm kind of a, 
kind of forming people, forming new competitors, né? new brands. And, and my students, like, okay, he's my teacher, and, and okay, to have more, more students and the people learn like I, I learned it, but the old ones, like, didn't, you know, was kind of, um, uh, of afraid of what I was doing here, like le teaching people how to sell. And a lot of people started to sell a lot of new brands and all these things. But my objective here, uh, in the beginning, okay, a lot of people didn't even um, sell kombucha, but now like majority of my students already make and sell kombucha. My thing now is like to appreciate the, uh, to, to get lower alcohol, to, to make the people get the registration, to pay the taxes, and getting, you know, um, personalized themselves to to the image of kombucha in Brazil. To we don't we, we don't have problems with media, you know, to be a a good product, a good seal product because we have this responsibility. And we have the ABCon here, that's the Brazilian Kombucha Beers Association, more than 35 members. Uh, we have the we got the worked a lot to get this. This law and the Brazilian kombucha law, and uh, also is a, is a difference with the other countries here in South America because we have the law, and these after the laws um, was publicated, like a lot of people start to get interested. So what that's one of the mo one of the things that motivated people here to like that's why we had a lot of brands also like we have a specific law. And and the people need to get into the law until July of this year. You know, the people need to right. if have lowered low than less than uh, half percent of alcohol. They need to adjust uh, until July of this year and get everything conformed. Otherwise, they will not continue to sell. So the people are seeking to professionalize themselves. Right. In fact, I was going to ask you, you you've already covered the fact that you're a, on the technical board of ABKOM, the Brazilian Kombucha Association, which I know is partnering with uh, Kombucha Brewers International, the group that Hannah Crum started in the U.S. and, and has members around the world. And you did mention the fact that uh, there's a law that's coming in, and I, you said July, I, I did June or July, uh, this is, uh, what is it called, a standard of identity? Is, is this something that the Brazilian government is now uh, approving or authorizing? Is it now? Is it going to be the law in July? Yeah. The law was published in 2019, on September, and was the, is the IN41 that tells what is the product, kombucha, and what is the specification, how much alcohol can contain, what's the specific ingredients that have to contain, what, what have to be in there to cause kombucha or what don't have to be uh, to, to cause kombucha. So the, um, in September of 2019, they gave one year to all the brands get into this new format, like, Okay, this is kombucha, and we need to all the kombuchas start to be on this way, and we give one year to start to do fiscalization and check what's going on with the kombuchas in the market. And then with the pandemic situation, we we ask to prorogate, so they prorogate from September of 2020 to July of 2021. So in July of this year, the law is going to start to to be applied. 
you know, and the people need to have this uh, the kombuchas in the conforms. Like what what is what is telling the label is really what's inside the bottle and all, all of these. And so, what what will there be sanctions then? Will the government be able to uh, take action if a company has more than 0.5 percent alcohol? They they won't be able to call it kombucha, or if the ingredients are different, yeah. um, maybe some penalties and and yeah. uh, I don't know some some orientation and some give more time to make this adjustment. And we have to be clear né, of what what we are selling, what is on the label. I see a lot of people like uh, copying the label of each other, you know, instead of mm-hmm. make the the alcohol test, make the sugar test, like they put lower sugar than using kombucha or lower alcohol to like sell more. And this is gonna this is gonna end until July. You know, we're gonna okay. We, we need to be to be trust né, to to be. So, so in your class, in the class we talked about a few minutes ago, you, you can help people conform to that law. You give them the information they'll need to be legal. Is that what you're doing yeah, in the class? Yeah. We talk about create a company and register the brand and make a website, Instagram, all the things also. And so the science of kombucha, the equipment, we talk about this as well. But I'm launching a new course now that is focused on low alcohol, um, on carbonation of kombucha, kombucha on tap, and also a lab of flavorings that calls kombucha lab. I, uh, my friend Sebastian Biro, my master as well, is, is on this class as well. Nick, also from Rare Combinations, LLC. So we are making, we're making now a, a new course that is Focus it on these things on on kombucha lab and on the de- yeah. development of the kombucha. I'm, I'm launching on this month. Yeah, no, I've se- I've heard about the Sebastian Bureau, and and that's one other thing I wanted to ask you about. I, you've got not just the classes, but you're hosting the online festival, which I think is correct in saying that replays some of the content of the, um, oh, sorry, first of all, the Virtual Kombucha Summit, which replays some of the content, including the talk I gave, uh, in mm-hmm. Portuguese subtitles from uh, the event they had in Berlin that was online but hosted in Berlin last year. You've got 16 uh-huh. lectures, I think, for the summit. Yeah. And then you've got the festival, which is also online, uh, where people yeah, can... Ask. So, so those are two things that anybody, you know, in Brazil can sign up for to get more sure, information. Yeah, the kombucha sandwich, the content of the kombucha sandwich, I, I thought was fantastic. But a lot of people here in Brazil don't even don't know how to don't know how to speak English, listen English. So right. I asked it to the guys to make the the subtitles, and we have this Brazilian version now. And and I made the, the Festival Brasileiro de Kombucha, the first Brazilian Kombucha Festival that was to be uh, presential and physically on last year. Hannah Crew was coming, uh, Sebastian Bureau was, was coming as well, but with the pandemic situation, we had canceled. But instead of uh, nine talks, we had 27 talks, a lot of lives, almost 500 
participants was to create this movement, like to create this, this culture, this life, kombucha lifestyle here in Brazil. And that with healthy mm -hmm. foods, with all this, um, um, you know, clothes and things that the kombucha lifestyle, not only the, the kombucha, the drink, but how to live kombucha, how to breathe kombucha and, and start to solve this, this culture here. Like that's, that, that's my mission here. Kombucha is already a, a human culture. It's not a thing that came and, and is going away in a few months. It's, it's a culture. It's, now no one can stop kombucha. It really grows every day, everywhere. And, and we, we, think, we talked a lot about kombucha and we live and talk with people who know kombucha, but in, really here in Brazil, like uh, I don't think that 10% of maybe 15% of the, the people here knows what is kombucha. And so we have a big market to, to grow a lot of more, a lot more, and a lot of more people to know kombucha and start to drink that. And, and instead of soda drinks and, and get the health better, that's a new, new age. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think it's true around the world, even in California, where it all started many years ago, there's still probably, like you say, 15% of the people who know about kombucha. There's a lot of people to tell more about. So thank you so much for everything you're doing in Brazil for Abcom and for the community as a whole. And, and good luck as you continue to uh, train more people to make good kombucha and, and uh, continue to... Uh, develop this market. It's a pleasure to be with you and I hope to we make a healthier world. Thanks for listening to Booch News. For more about kombucha, please visit boochnews.com.